0: Akumu, are you gonna be vegan?
1: Uh, Claire, are you gonna learn Greek? Yeah. Uh, for me, hell yeah, as well.
0: Yeah. But Can we say yes to everything? We. Uh,
1: oui. No. Si. Yes. See. Si. Si. Yeah. Sindio. Yeah.
0: Hey, Capisa. Yeah,
1: let's see. Let's see. It depends on what they give us and if we can handle it. I mean, but if we can handle veganism, we can handle anything, right?
0: We can handle it. <laughs> you can't say no because we are the, the yes yes girls. girls! Hi, yes people. We are the Yes Girls. You're joining us for episode two of the Yes Girls podcast in Nairobi, Kenya on this pretty grey day that started off quite rainy. But even in rain, we see opportunity, optimism, a chance to say yes to getting caught in the rain and then warming up with a hot mug of cocoa. We all dream of becoming more considerate humans, more skilled professionals, more world-savvy connoisseurs. But how often do we say yes when opportunities arise
1: we the yes girls two nairobi based wanderlusters are making it our mission to say yes to doing being and learning something different every two weeks and documenting our journeys this podcast is a result of us saying yes to sometimes challenging sometimes fun sometimes entertaining and sometimes downright outrageous experiences mm-hmm. yeah legome akumu heropoli
0: um, Akumu, shouldn't we explain what this episode is about before going all Greek on our listeners? Well, yeah.
1: You know, so deeply into this Greek thing, it's just hard to break out of it. Well,
0: at least translate.
1: Okay, guys, it means I am Akumu.
0: And I'm Claire.
1: And together we are The, the Yes, yes Girls. Girls.
0: Now we can tell people what to expect from today's episode. So now I can say, yeah, legome.
1: Because that's the best intro I can think of for today's episode. Yalegome means, uh, hello, my name is Akumu. In Greek, yes, Greek. And the reason I know how to say that and a lot more is because this is our second episode and we said yes to learning Greek.
0: That's right. We lived and breathed Greek for three whole weeks, trying to get to grips with the basics of this ancient language. And at the end of our crash course of language learning, we had to pitch the Yes Girls in Greek.
1: I can't believe we even thought of this as a challenge. I know. Like seriously, <laughs> and we set it to ourselves. Yeah, no one made us, <laughs> and we did indeed. Um, we, we we recorded, we videoed, and we documented our experiences to share everything with you, the whole world, <laughs> and extract some important lessons about language learning, pronunciation, and Greek food. We are talking about what comes out of your mouth, Claire, not in. Okay. So, just a little bit of uh, research that we've done about this. So, learning a language is one of the most useful and unique skills you can have. Honestly, it's useful because uh, it make it gets you it gets you around in a foreign country if you're traveling. It gets you a job that has a language requirement. Uh, it lets you understand things when you're ordering in an exotic restaurant, and it's unique because language learning actually increases the size of your brain. What? Yes, yes, that's right. It increases the production of your gray matter. You know the 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 the, the snail looking thing Whoa. on your brain when you look at an, uh, a diagram. Mm-hmm. Yes that becomes a lot more. And yeah, language learning makes you literally brainier.
0: Wow. Okay. But it's got to be said that learning a language is often harder than we expect, especially when we don't live in the country where that language is the common form of communication. It takes determination, and no matter how much you study, there are limitations to how well you can learn a language. Now, it's proven that if you don't start learning a certain language before the age of seven, seven years old, you will never speak like an absolute native.
1: Like totally never.
0: Never. What? So yeah, some people may be better at accents than others, right? And they can imitate the native accent. But certain hardwiring in the brain just can't be undone after that critical age of reason. Do you remember hitting the age of reason? Yes, I do. That was a scary time. Seven, (laughs) I just want to forget about it. I had all sorts of new realizations came to me did not did not want them
1: and sadly that's when you you can learn a language perfectly
0: yeah before then
1: anyway so there are three main theories relating to language acquisition so there's the nativist theory the social cultural theory and the learning theory so i'll say that again the nativist <laughs> theory the what the nativists. nativist you know like natives you know, and uh-huh. and then the social cultural theory And the learning theory. So I'll start with the first one. So the nativist theory is from the school of thought of the great but somewhat outdated linguist called Noam Chomsky.
0: Love that guy. (laughs) Legend.
1: So he said that all humans are born with universal grammar, which means that we are born with an innate ability to understand any potential language and express uh, ourselves in it. Uh, so that's the first one. The second one is the sociocultural theory and it posits that it's a desire to, uh, to interact with the world and the people around us that gives us the impulse to learn a language. And the third is the learning theory. So that one is pretty self-explanatory. It just says we learn a language in much the same way as we learn any other new skill, through positive reinforcement, repetition, or coping, and, that's, and, and that there's nothing innate about it. I mean, Which we, one do you relate to the most? I mean, I,
0: I, I could see for and against of all of these. And even in the <laughs> research, I was seeing things that say, well, this can be disproven by saying this. You know, you could prove or disprove any of them, but I think it's a combination for me. Exactly.
1: Um, it can't be all black and white.
0: No, exactly. Yeah. But definitely of the three, of those three theories, uh, mm-hmm. we're really focusing on one of them here, right? That's the learning theory. Because, um, well, let's face it, we weren't born and raised in a Greek environment. And whatever universal grammar we had doesn't involve the same cases and genders that Greek does. And we don't actually have a single Greek person in our, in our immediate day-to-day entourage to provide the impetus to learn Greek in that, what was it, the socio, socio-cultural theory? Yeah. So it had to be something else,
1: the so, learning theory. So all that being said, we took our learning theory to town. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so we gave ourselves three, just three weeks to learn the basics of this language, which happens to be one of the world's most ancient Languages and it's still pretty much the same as it was a thousand years ago. Can you imagine like your mother tongue being the same thousand years back? Like so Greek is is the longest has the longest documented history of any living Indo-European language and it spans at least, wait for it, three thousand four hundred years of written records.
0: Wow. I wonder if I have ancestors that far back. And they certainly weren't writing in any language. I'm pretty (laughs) sure they were just eating their own hair or something. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So we also found that it's today it's the mother tongue of 13.5 million people. So it's definitely not a minor language by any means, right?
1: Yeah. So the rules were this. We had three weeks to learn uh, Greek in any way we could. So whatever means we could have. Uh, to to use and then we had to prepare an oral pitch of the yes girls podcast to a friend of ours who lives in Greece who knows nothing about the podcast. So we wanted to see how much he would understand us when we actually pitched in Greek.
0: This seemed like a good idea at the time, didn't it? Yes. And then it
1: (laughs) ended up being, uh, just wait and see. So we could use whatever tools, as I said, uh, whatever help and whatever people we wanted in this challenge. And one thing was for certain, we had to use just one word. And one word, that one word was, Claire? That one word would be, of course, yes! Yes!
0: before we get into our experiences, or rather your experiences to start with, of the three weeks, how would you describe your three weeks in three words?
1: Mine would definitely be, what the hell? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> what the hell in terms of pronunciation, wording, everything. Like, I couldn't understand what I was seeing. I couldn't... Explain how to pronounce so it. Don't
0: get into too much detail yet. <laughs> just give us one more sec. Wait, so you said, well, you were sh- literally shouting that. Yes. Okay. So like all caps. Exactly. What
1: All caps. T-H-A. Actually, not T-H-E. <laughs> just for emphasis.
0: What the hell. Hashtag what the hell, people. If you're learning Greek, please feel free to use that hashtag. And you? Um, okay, Three I'm not going to shout mine. I'm going to be gentle with mine. <laughs> Repeat. Repeat, repeat. Because the only thing I've ever listened to as much as my Greek lesson podcasts is Bridgeton, people. I'm not normally a repeat wow. customer repeat listener. I like variety. <laughs> but here there was so much repeating going on just by necessity. Bridgeton, that was out of choice, admittedly. <laughs> no one forced me to rewatch that, but I'll, I'll listen to and rewatch that as much as I like.
1: <laughs> okay, so I want to hear more. I want to hear how much the repeating worked. So. Uh, do you think you can kick us off by telling us more about your three weeks,
0: Claire? Okay, you asked for it. I'm not going to promise this will be good, but let's go. People, I want to start with a disclaimer. I have a first class honors degree in modern languages from a pretty decent university, and yet I did not go into this challenge particularly confident. I've not exactly learned. Swahili or excelled at learning Swahili despite living in Kenya for over five years now. Um, Now, I would say that this is more of a lack of putting in the time, not just because I'm not capable of it. Uh, And that was my main worry here, actually. Would I have the time to dedicate to really getting into a language? So to start with, I speak fluent French and Spanish. um, But the only way I could really get fluent in my Spanish was to live in a Spanish-speaking country for a year. Uh, three weeks compared to a year. It's a little bit different. exactly. And even after 10 years of studying the language at school, at university, on city breaks to Spain with my family, I still couldn't say I was fluent until that total immersion, right? And I knew I wouldn't get that with Greek for obvious reasons, not Mm -hmm. just because we couldn't really travel internationally, but also we're in Kenya. Like we said, we're not surrounded by Greek influences at all.
1: Yeah.
0: So I did what everybody does in this case, or so I thought. I turned to Duolingo. Yeah, we're not sponsored by Duolingo. Okay, just, just a disclaimer. Um, so yeah, Duolingo, in case you don't know, is the free app that everyone was raving about a few years ago when it first launched, um, and with the aim of bringing language learning to the masses for free. So I downloaded the app and thought, well, that's half the work done already. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> One thing I did like about Duolingo is that it really gamifies language learning, right? So there's these really bright colors. There's funky little multi-racial cartoon characters that clap and cheer you at the end of every round of questions, really gamifying it. There's like game show noises that play every time you learn a new word or practice a sentence structure. And I did enjoy that. And it became a little bit addictive. Um, So here's a short audio diary of me telling my partner, Saxo that I'm learning Greek to explain the funny noises coming from my home, uh, coming from my phone rather, when we were at home and just chilling on the sofa after work. Uh, so here's that after one of these particular days. So if you hear some odd things coming from my phone, it's because I'm trying to learn Greek.
2: Yeah,
0: I something funny. Thing. What you, something what? Funny. funny. <laughs> something funny. Yeah, I guess it is a game. But it's to learn the language. I don't know if you heard one of the noises at the end of the clip there, but that was nothing compared to the trills and trumpets of Duolingo when you use it for a whole week. I highly recommend it if that's your sort of thing. So when I wasn't on the sofa chilling and uh, using my Duolingo app, I had to find other ways of learning. Okay. I couldn't just do that because that's very much reading. There's no interaction, yeah. um, no speaking, and very little listening. So I've spoken about this before, but I spend a lot of time running. Mm-hmm. Um, and the great thing about running is you can let your mind wander, uh, at least in my case. Mm-hmm. And I usually <laughs> listen to podcasts or audiobooks on long runs. Yeah. It's a great way to get through a book in a short space of time. And I can cover like half a book or three episodes of a podcast on a typical weekend long run. Mm-hmm. But instead for these three weeks, every run, I was listening to Greek language learning podcasts.
1: Uh, what kind? Uh,
0: just the basics. Mm-hmm. It was a free one I found on the app store. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd play little interactions and then dissect it and repeat the words. Mm-hmm. Teach you a little bit about the history of the language and the culture. There's always a... Um, like a, a native Greek person and then a foreign person who's, you know, the voice of, the voice of the learner, uh-huh. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was called Greek Pod 101, if you want to. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, you yeah, I think I used it. it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. You, you recommended it, so I checked it out. Uh, so I'd listen to that on repeat over and over and over again. I think I listened to every episode about three to four times each. Mm-hmm. Um, Did it, it work? honestly, I still felt like I was learning everything afresh each time I listened. <laughs> like It just wasn't sticking in my brain. Um, I think one of the reasons is I am too much of a visual and oral learner for mm-hmm. that. So just listening wasn't getting me very far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd remember random words. The most random words were the ones that stick with me. So the, the language, that always, the word that really always comes to my head is the word for dress in Greek. Now, in what context am I really going to be talking about a dress? But <laughs> that's the one that really stuck with me. You know, so, like,
1: so the random words you're remembering. Did you also know the meaning, or they were just random? I mean, dress. You knew the meaning. Is, is there any other word that you remember?
0: That well, like made that sense? word, and then words that I like the sound of, like "nice to meet you." Uh-huh, sounds okay. lovely. Like dress is "forema." Oh, it's a nice, nice word. And yeah. I also just imagined that I was dressing a girl called Emma. So the dress is <laughs> for, for Emma. Emma. Nice. And then Hiropoli is nice to meet It just sounds pleasant on the tongue. Uh-huh. <laughs> um but yeah. I I let's um let's just listen to a little clip where I'm talking about how the issue of just listening wasn't getting me very far, especially when it came to the alphabet, because then when I went to try and look at the words on Duolingo, for example, they were just two clashing words, um, and I really struggled with that right from the beginning. So let's have a quick listen. So I just needed to take a pause from this uh, YouTube Greek lesson, which is going through the sounds, and I'm sorry, but who invents a language where the letter V is pronounced n Two different ways of pronouncing N, but it looks like the letter V. I mean, I mean, come on. And there's a letter that is pronounced psst. Like, I, I don't know, guys. Um, this is going to be a tough one. <laughs> so I'm guessing you also struggled with that? Definitely. Yeah. Um, so this really came to bite me in the behind- when it came to preparing the pitch I I just didn't know where to start um I I mean I like I said I, I just remembered these random words but couldn't really string a sentence together yeah so I did whatever anyone does when they're in a quandary which is google translate yeah turned to google Now, again, we're not sponsored by Google, but I did use the Translate app to translate an expertly written Yes Girls pitch into Greek. Um, So I wrote it in English. It was was a lovely pitch in English. It would have worked perfectly. Um, And then I started listening to the lovely Google Translate lady reading my pitch again over and over and over again, and then trying to repeat it. But she was so damn fast. (laughs) I mean, at least I, you had that luxury. Well, it wasn't much of a luxury because I just after I tried to follow the words on the screen, and I just completely lose it. They just each word, each sentence, melded into one word. Yeah. Um. So I, in my head, when I said it along with her, I sounded great. You know, yeah. like when you sing in the shower. Yeah. When you're just talking, I thought, wow, I've I've, I've got this right. <laughs> I can just repeat it. Um. And another issue was so Google Translate is a great app. It, it's pretty, it's pretty accurate. I've tried it in languages for languages that I speak fluently to see yeah. how it compares, and it is, you know, pretty foolproof. It's it's advanced so much since the days when I was at school. Exactly, Google. it's gotten better. Yeah, people yeah. would use it to translate essays back in the day in school, and it was just laughable. <laughs> but one word of warning is when you use the listen option to listen to the text in Greek. You can't pause and then restart. So you always have to listen to it from the beginning. So the first phrase is, I knew really well. Mm -hmm. But then by the time she's got down to the end and I've been trying to keep up and I've lost the bit where she is. And I'm trying to pause it at the bits, the words that I just don't understand. And you just can't. So
1: you did the whole text. You didn't break it down.
0: That would have been a much better idea. (laughs) Maybe we should be comparing notes more along the way of these challenges, but we kind of try to operate in silos so that we don't influence each other too much. I had problems of my own, trust me. I think if there's one thing that learning Greek has taught me, it's that I am even more ashamed of not having learned Swahili or put more time into learning Swahili because I live in Kenya. I don't really speak very good Swahili and yet I'm here in Kenya learning Greek I mean, my Greek still isn't as good as my Swahili, but it's been, what, two weeks now since we've been learning Greek? So I think that is definitely something that I will take away from this. I will get back to my Swahili, because I see it doesn't take that long just to at least develop some bases. Sure, I'm not fluent. Sure, I wouldn't be able to have a conversation. But I've grasped a, a, lot, of, a lot of the basics that took me a long time to get in, uh, in Swahili. Uh, I won't get into the actual pitch yet because uh, we'll get into that later. But um, yeah, that's where I'll leave it in terms of my actual learning experience. So I'm not very proud of myself, um, but I'm excited to hear how your experience went. Because we did compare notes a little bit along the way. Yeah, we, we do try. We try to encourage each other, but not try and follow the same paths so that exactly. we have experiences we can compare. So... Now I want to hear about you, Akumo. Tell us, how was your Greek <laughs> language crash course over three weeks?
1: So my Greek learning was pretty tough. I mean, uh, I think you went in without confidence, you said?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, lots yeah. of of confidence.
1: Funny enough, I went in with quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Because I mean, I had taught myself Spanish some years back, so I was pretty confident that you know I have a language brain and I can do this. I also think um yeah I, I think I'm I'm a naturally a language person. I mean, my mom says I began talking before my ten month older mm. sister, so I, I I just believe my 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 brain was meant for languages. So considering this, um, I went in with confidence good. so my strategy for learning greek would be simple and it was simple so i would and i did use a language a learning app not duolingo though for obvious reasons and then i would use uh, youtube videos i would use music i would use podcasts so i began with youtube and mostly basic stuff you know saying hi saying your names uh, saying thank you the basics you know the things Anyone who's going to a new country wants to learn. So I found those new words and phrases really easy. So I was feeling like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so they were easy to learn, easy to pronounce, but difficult to remember. That was mm-hmm. a, that was a problem. So I used some association, you know, connecting new words with those I already know. So it was a little trick that I used since I was little. And I was using it to kind of remember some languages. So this is me. Excited me after my first lesson. There are two ways to introduce yourself in Greek. And I just love them. So the first one is Gia, legome Akumufiona. The next one is Herete, legome Fiona." One of them is formal, one of them is informal. I'm not sure which one you say the first name only and which one you don't. But let's just go with it. I like the Herete one. Herete. Legume makamu fiona. Especially because uh, I I, I try to remember things by associating them with other words that I already know. So with herete, I just think of heretics. Don't ask me why, but that's what came into my head. And if I think of heretics, then I remember herete. And the next one is legume. It looks like legumes. (laughs) So that's how I remembered it. So hit Legume Akumu Fiona. Yes, it was fun. First lesson.
0: So really you you we did follow a similar path in that word association thing, like for Emma. Yes. For yeah. Emma, For right? Emma. yeah. Yeah, I absolutely strongly believe that, especially when you're having a lot of audio prompts, but exactly. you're not looking at the word, right? It's mm-hmm. easier to do that word association. Exactly. Okay?
1: Yeah. So in the first and second week, I also made use of tactics that would bring my subconscious mind into action, like doing and listening to something passively. So I'm not sure it really works, but part of me (laughs) thinks it does. So what I did was I listened to like Greek music while doing something else consciously. So I have this feeling that, you know, when you do such stuff, you know, your subconscious is still working on that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you know when so so I was playing uh, Greek pop music in my while working. So my theory is that doing this helps the mind get you getting you helps the mind get used to listening to the language and hearing it. So it's like a twist to the tactic that Dexter used in the now famous. Omelette du my episode.
0: You're gonna have to tell tell me and the rest of the world, well certainly me, what that is.
1: Okay, so so Dexter was you know this kid who was really smart. He had the lab, so it was called the ah, Dexter's, Dexter's lab. Dexter's laboratory. Yeah, I that cartoon. That. Mm-hmm. And there was this episode where um, he 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 wanted to learn French of sorts. I can't remember the exact episode, but I remember he slept while listening to the to a French tape. And the French tape was saying, omelette du fromage, omelette du fromage, you know, continuously. <laughs> and then he woke up and he became an omelette du fromage famous person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's all he could say. That's all he could say. <laughs> but so
1: so it was, it was so interesting. So I, I just, I you know I used the same, I used the same idea and I thought, you know, while I'm working, I can listen to, you know, Greek pop music. And the funny thing is that I couldn't understand anything. <laughs> All I kept lis- thinking about was that it sounded very Arabic and very Indian at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was very strange.
0: But that is proven. I mean, from my language studies, I do mm-hmm. know that, um, you know, we mentioned that you need to start learning a language before the age of seven to really speak it like a native. But mm-hmm. even to be able to recognize and differentiate the different sounds, mm-hmm. I think it's before the age of two that you need to be exposed to those sounds. There's something called the phonemic map. Uh Makes me sound clever. Don't know exactly what it means, (laughs) but it's basically that your brain can map out those sounds. So like in English, Mm -hmm. we've got the difference between E and I, which Mm -hmm. um, someone who's not native English speaker could struggle with differentiating. Exactly. So if you want your child to have a good chance of learning any language in the future... While they're sleeping or in the womb or eating, I don't know, doing whatever babies do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You can just play these sounds from other languages to increase their chances of being able to differentiate. They won't be able to say them necessarily, but they'll recognize the different sounds. So mm-hmm. it's a, it is a, is there's some reason behind your madness. Nice. But in, sadly, in
1: you know, with age, that that possibility yeah. closes in the brain. For sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it does any harm. Yeah. I mean, unless you're just listening to Omelette du Fromage. <laughs> <laughs> omelet Du
1: Fromage. Actually, I can't even remember what it means in French. I think om- Omelette omelet. with cheese, right? Cheese omelet. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: so um so days later I thought I'd use a new strategy, learning a, uh, learning with a Greek podcast. I think the one I, I gave you, I told mm-hmm. you about. So I, I was doing that while working and I was doing it over and over again. So it was survival phrases in Greek. And I guess it worked. It's just that the same, same, same as you. I couldn't under, I couldn't remember most of the words. So here's a clip of me talking about that after trying it out. I'm trying a new, new strategy of learning Greek, and that is I'm listening to a podcast with survival phrases as I work, and I'm listening to it over and over again. So it's. I think it's working because my brain is collecting that information um, as long as i don't do work that is too taxing to my brain <laughs> yeah so i just shared that with claire um yeah so let's see how it goes uh, so far it's going pretty good f haristo parapoli that is uh, thank you very much and yes para para Wait, what is Paracoli again? I forgot. Anyway, I know Andy is saying ciao. So yeah, let's see how much I learn today while I do other things. (laughs) So after learning the basics, as any traveler would, I thought I needed to bump things up a bit. You know, learn more than just phrases. I thought I'd use now learning apps. I had used Duolingo before when I was learning Spanish, and I thought it would not be ideal since... Um, I needed, I I had used it for a long-winded strategy. Like, you know, Duolingo starts from basics, basics. And then by the time you get to sentence construction, it's like you have to be at level 10 or something. Mm. So I thought I couldn't use that this time. So I needed something faster. So I thought I'd try maybe some of Duolingo's competitors, you know, Rosetta Stone or something. And maybe something would be a little different. So here's me talking about me using some of these apps. So it's, uh, it's about 5.45 and today I'm thinking of trying um, a couple of apps that will increase my fluency faster than just learning new vocabulary. So I think uh, since I have very little time to learn uh, Greek, I will try to see how I can const- construct sentences. Um, Yeah, I think that's faster than trying to learn words that I might never use. And since our challenge is coming soon, I need to be able to construct sentences. So that's what I'm working on from now on. I just downloaded uh, Rosetta Stone and one other Greek learning language uh, app. I'll let you know how it goes. So I don't think the apps worked too well. I felt quite inadequate in terms of sentence construction like i said i think the apps are used for long winded strategies when you're, you you are learning for like 3 months or more so I, I i mean i know i i can know all the vocabulary possible but you can if you can't really create uh, sentences what's the point
0: yeah interestingly i also struggled with duolingo because like i knew some very random words like i could say the supermarket is pink or, I mean, we'll, we'll share some on social media. Some of the phrases they make you construct, like the bug eats exactly. an apple. Yeah. And I knew the words for that pretty well. But I actually didn't even know the word for please. Exactly. Or I didn't know the word for how are you. So it's, it's
1: very strange because when you go to YouTube to learn Greek, they start with it with the everyday phrases Mm -hmm. but these apps don't
0: yeah so it's there's a logic to it but like you say maybe that's better for a long-winded strategy Mm -hmm. and not just for learning it in three weeks which we'd put this crazy timeline for ourselves exactly very ambitious
1: um so the days started running out and i had one thing left to do (laughs) so like claire said i turned
0: to google (laughs) savior
1: Uh, but I also had to teach myself some grammar rules because I felt like, okay, if I go to gr- Google, I think I can try and learn a bit of the, you know, the sentence uh, formation format, and all that stuff. Uh, with so little time left, I thought the best thing would be to find out the pronunciation rules. That took me into a rabbit hole where I I wanted to learn more and also got to learn more, but I also didn't. So Greek... <laughs> First of all, is written in strange letters.
0: Okay, strange because they're not familiar to us. Exactly. Not I'm not Greek. saying they're strange. <laughs> they're just strange
1: to me. <laughs> Uh, and the main stress in the words is not very crystal clear. It's not like Swahili where it's always the syllable before the last that's stressed. Mm. So you can't really predict the pronunciation of a word. You know, in Swahili, yeah. we say baba, mama, swahili. You know, you, you stress the second last.
0: Mm-hmm. There's, some, there's a pattern. There's a pattern rule. to
1: it. But for Greek, uh, this is what one study says. Like, I'll, it, it'll show you just how difficult Greek is. First... Stress in Greek cannot be predicted on the basis of phonological structure alone. Rather, stress placement depends on a complex interaction between morphology, phonology, with morphology playing the most important part. Second, primary stress must fall on one of the word's last three syllables. What? Finally, each word has only one stress syllable. Greek has only one level of stress. Wow. (laughs) Do you even understand any
0: Well, I understood that Greek has only one level of stress, but it probably caused you many levels of stress. Uh,
1: Definitely. Lots of stress. So yeah, Greek is difficult. So going into the final challenge, knowing the challenges I had gone through with the language, I only had one friend left, as I said, Google Translate. (laughs) So I constructed the presentation in English and then used the loving support of the app. The problem was I ended up uh, rewriting the English script with the actual pronunciation words and not the actual words. You understand? And
0: then like writing it phonetically the way it's said, not the way it's actually written. Yes, so
1: I wrote it phonetically. Mm -hmm. And in Greek, those two are very different. Yeah, Totally different. Not like Spanish or Swahili where written words are the same as pronunciation words. Mm -hmm. So once I had rewritten everything in terms of pronunciation, I couldn't really go back and listen the pronunciation with a lady Mm -hmm. because if you do that I kept getting you know oh this is this is uh, Hungarian oh yeah because it wasn't any language it It wasn't any language at all it was
0: personal Greek transcription so
1: Google Translate was confused so I was like Mm. oh shit now I have to use memory
0: you broke Google
1: Yes, exactly. I think the algorithm is a bit confused by now. <laughs> so the presentation with the with the tag, I was flying blind. I was using memory to pronounce it, and it was fun, but difficult. Anyway, all in all, uh, how would you rate your performance?
0: Oh yeah, I didn't give myself a rating. Yeah. Um. I I'm I'm I know last episode I was pretty generous with myself and I was pretty cocky, but this time I'm the opposite. I you know I went in with very little confidence and I came out with even less confidence. I'm glad I did it, but I would probably give myself a four compared to what, what I what I think I'm capable of. Or what uh, okay. I thought okay. I should be capable of. Okay. Um yeah. A four out of ten. Damn. Can't go higher than that.
1: Then I think I'm being very generous. I've <laughs> reached myself 6.5. Okay. <laughs> Mainly because of the challenges and because I knew I could do much better. So it's the same reason as you, but I'm kind of putting myself like 6.5, which is kind of generous. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, next we can look at the actual pitch that we did to Tag. is our our contact on the ground in Greece and see how he rated us for our pitches. So the pitch day, the big pitch day. In the startup world, this is an exciting time where people get on a stage, they dress up, they prepare their elevator pitch, they've got their slides. All we had was a Zoom link and, like I said, our contact on the ground, Tag. Now Tag is a friend of mine who uh, used to live in Nairobi Mm -hmm. and he's probably one of the most interesting mixers I've ever met. He's Danish-Ecuadorian. Wow. But has lived in France and I think Belgium. Studied in Belgium, but then moved to Kenya. And his wife is uh, also from the West, no, from Madagascar, but grew up in Europe.
2: Damn. Fantastic.
0: But he also has lived in Greece for almost half of his life. Is fluent Greek, has Greek children, mm-hmm. and so he was going to be our judge. Our expert, yes, our expert, and he. So, why don't you tell us a little more about how we structured the pitch? What was the aim?
1: Okay, so the aim was uh, for him, first of all, for us to see whether he can understand us because he knows nothing about the podcast. And then also to for him to just test how good we are in pronouncing. Because anyway, I mean, we, we kind of cheated a bit with Google Translate. But the idea was uh, first the structure, the pronunciation, and if he could understand us.
0: Yeah, that would be the litmus test. Yes. So as we listen to a few bits of your pitch, Akumu... You can maybe tell us how how you experienced it.
1: Okay. so like I said, I was flying very blind. So I mean, it was pretty good because my memory of pronunciation seemed to work. I mean, I was a bit nervous, but he seemed to understand much of it. Um, what I did, um, like I like I said, I, I split, I, I I cut everything out into statements. Such that it was just easier to even read and go through it, such that my brain was not overwhelmed while I was reading it through in the call. So I think that helped. And even just using my memory to pronounce, listening, really remembering that YouTube lady (laughs) in that Greek
0: (laughs) channel. Why don't we have a listen to one of the highlights, one of the best bits of your pitch?
1: Okay, I'll time. continue. I'll I'll, oh, yeah, I'll okay, continue, and okay. then you maybe you'll understand. So, Ivasiki
2: pro potesi Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, pro kaloume ton iaf tomas kate jo evdo madese katineo.
2: Good, you're good. You're challenging yourself every every week to something new. The two of you. Great, good uh-huh.
1: job. Santos procalesame toniafto mas na emaste toso kakoi sto na proferume elimikes protat protasis.
2: Okay, so you're challenging yourself to be so bad in pronouncing Greek uh sentences here and things. Good, great.
1: <laughs> 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 <Nah. sulla> <laughs> ah, that's sweet.
2: The being so proud
1: this. <laughs> so, yeah, Claire, how was yours? How was the pitch for you?
0: I, like I said, I took a bit of a different approach to yours. I maybe tried to be a little bit too ambitious. So I, I wrote a whole fancy pitch, you know, probably worthy of, like, the Global Entrepreneurship Summit. Yeah,
1: it was a bit fancy. Wow. <laughs> it was, was fancy. Super fancy. But it was
0: unnecessary. <laughs> so it meant that my text was way too long. So I was trying to read it really quickly, like the Google Translate lady, which obviously was a recipe for disaster.
1: I think you had 200 words and I had 100, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mine was double the length. Um, And it just it it overwhelmed me in a way that I could have avoided. So we can have a quick listen to me, maybe struggling to pronounce some of the words, or just get a whole sentence out without choking on my own tongue. And then tag trying to understand what I just said and uh, a little bit farcical. Have so I seen that everybody else is having fun? Mm-hmm. Not? Yeah? epidi, hmm, What's that? Is
2: that a riddle for me or something? <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: well, about well, it was saying about a three-letter word. Three-letter words, yeah, yeah. And Um, I would choose a two-letter word instead.
0: Yes, exactly. So good, good. Overall Tag was really a great judge. He was very patient. He, re- he repeated back in English everything that we'd said in Greek to confirm that he'd actually understood it. And I definitely felt the validation that we'd actually said something in Greek with him just listening with no text prompts or slides and he could actually understand what we'd said.
1: Yeah, that was impressive. Like,
0: after our pitches, he knew what the Yes Girls was about. Yeah. That felt good, right? (laughs)
1: Mostly from your side, your 200 words. Well, that's just (laughs) a a lot more.
0: (laughs) And why don't we listen to the verdicts that he gave us? So we gave ourselves, I gave myself a four, you gave yourself a 6.5. Let's see what he gave us.
2: So, yeah. You did both really well. Really, really well. In fact, I understood everything. It was just the pronunciation. And if I have to score you, I will score an eight to Akumu and a nine to Claire. And to be honest, Akumu had better pronunciation than Claire, but that's because Claire is Muzungu, so there will always be that handicap. But uh, yeah, but Claire had been a better student. She had uh, a a more sophisticated discussion. But it was really good, girls. And you did a—you really challenged yourself. And as you can see, I mean. uh, You made yourself understood. So your next challenge is to do it live. I'm inviting you to Greece, to Athens. So when you come, you can actually put (laughs) it into practice.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So as you can see, he pretty much agreed with our judgment calls of ourselves that Akumu definitely had better pronunciation. Mine was more sophisticated, but therefore my pronunciation went down the toilet (laughs) but he was much more generous with the scoring than we were
1: yeah but why why do you think uh, why do you think uh, the pronunciation was maybe different
0: I think because I was trying to I favored quantity over quality Mm -hmm. so I wasn't you really focused on getting each word out in a really clear conscientious manner mm-hmm. so you took your time over it whereas I did what I always do in life which is rushing through things just trying <laughs> to get it done and thinking more is better which is not always true people sometimes less is more I, but it was more sophisticated right yeah but <laughs> only because I google translated it
1: <laughs> no, I think if you broke it down into statements it would have been easy
0: <laughs> yes I definitely should have followed your example more uh, but I think that we we both took different approaches, which worked for us for that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the long term, we should have really, in the if we were going to do this for three months or three years, mm-hmm. then we should have probably combined our two approaches a lot more. Definitely. Right? Three weeks just isn't enough. Um, we did ask Tag a little bit about his language learning experience. So let's see a little bit more about Tag and his polyglot well, he's a polyglot, so can yes. you can call it his polyglottedness, glottism, polyglottism. One of <laughs> Let's <them. laughs> listen to to what he says. He's much more eloquent than us. Tag, how did you learn Greek? Because you you obviously speak fluent. Probably yes. You, yeah. You. Well,
2: I, I won't disappoint you, but it took me three years. <laughs> what? Yeah, and so I was it's already. It's just speaking.
0: as difficult as they say.
2: It's really hard, and I mean. And it took me three years considering that I'm a polylingual linguist. Mm. I speak six languages before Greek. But the thing about Greek is so hard is that I speak Germanic languages and I speak back Latin languages. So for instance, English Mm -hmm. and German and Danish are Anglo-Saxon languages. They have similar roots, so it's easy for, if you speak English, easy to learn Dutch or to learn Danish, you know, because similar words. And if you speak, for instance, French, and Italian, then it's easy to to learn Spanish or to learn mm-hmm. Catalan. These are Latin languages, but Greek is completely different. It's mm-hmm. really like learning Arabic or Chinese, it's completely new. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, and also the, the alphabet is new. That's yeah. what's really weird. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, so you were learning to speak it and to write it in actual Greek letters, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my and that's gosh. really tough. That's mm. tough. Yeah, but I it's what nice. And helped you. What were your yeah. lessons? Did you just embarrass yourself? Well, I did quit. You watch movies? No, no. I mean, I. The funny thing, I I started lessons that I quit after two months because even Greek people didn't didn't know what I was learning, like grammar and stuff like that. <laughs> and and then I end I ended up uh, learning from the guy that had the how uh, do you call it now? in Kenya, the small shops where they sell everything. Uh. I know the word in Greek, periptero. But you know, in Kenya also, like in every neighborhood and every street, there's a little shop that tells everything from eggs mm-hmm. to detergent and everything. How do you call them? The kiosk. Kiosk. Yeah, kiosk. But there's another word, isn't there? I mm-hmm. remember there's Nuka. another word. Nuka, yeah. So that's the place where I really learned by just going every day and speaking to my the guy who became my friends. Ah, wow. So it needs practice. You need practice. Yeah.
0: Now, let's stop looking back, Okumu, because I think it's just going to make us even more disappointed in ourselves. Let's look forward. What are we going to take from this challenge and apply to our lives in general? What are you going to do? What are you going to do differently?
1: Well, um, I need to continue learning Spanish. So I'm kind of like an intermediary Spanish speaker. Yeah. So I, I definitely pick up one of the strategies that you use to learn Greek for Spanish, like just continuing to be better at it. Because I actually lived in a Spanish-speaking country, so I learned in, in an immersive uh, environment. So what I w- I want to do moving forward is just continue the subconscious mind uh, crap that I, I was doing, <laughs> listening to Spanish music while I'm working, while sleeping. Um. Maybe just watching a television show that's fully in Spanish. Uh, unfortunately, Netflix is not is dubbing over Spanish movies these days, most of them. So, I mean, I, I used to use that a lot to just go back to the language and learn more. So, I'll just keep doing the same strategies. Mm-hmm. I won't do apps anymore because I think I'm beyond the apps. For so, Spanish. Yeah, for mm-hmm. Spanish. I, I think I'll just continue with the music, movies, and maybe books, but doesn't work much but I at least movies is best and and soap operas
0: mm-hmm. yeah well there's definitely a lot of those and at least you have a good base of spanish so you're not yeah. starting from scratch if you can actually understand the majority of what's going on and yeah. the new words and the new ideas come to complement that right exactly yeah
1: actually movies and tv shows are the best yeah mm-hmm. Soap operas are you know it's it's normal life going on. It's not like they give you very they're not using very specialized vocabulary, so I find soap operas are the best for that
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
1: for you, what are um, you taking ahead?
0: well, really, every time i'd i'd um I'd come out from a, a language learning session, I would think. Why am i doing this with greek when i'm living in a country where i don't speak the language properly? I mean i can i can communicate the basics in swahili, mm-hmm. but really i want to go back to the drawing board maybe using duolingo because mm-hmm. you know do the they nice, have Swahili. Oh they do. What? Yeah. They, they have They didn't swahili. have that years back. No, they do. They definitely wow. they definitely do have swahili mm-hmm. and you know even learning a bit more of the the grammar maybe having like a Swahili only day in my household maybe Wednesdays exactly. could be voted for Swahili only and just being more dedicated to actually learning the language because I know I can I mean I, I in three weeks I know we said we, we didn't do that well but yeah we did <laughs> learn some Greek and exactly. it's possible to fit that around your schedule And like we said, it really does develop more grey matter. I'm not saying I feel more intelligent, but I do feel better that (laughs) we learned something new. We did it, right?
1: Exactly, yeah. Neuroplasticity, yes.
0: Neuroplasticity all the way, that grey matter.
1: Exactly. But uh, for Swahili, I think you're kind of in the wrong country. I mean, Kenya, we we break down the Swahili so much. So what you'll see on Duolingo is not what you'll hear on the streets. So that's the challenge with Kenya. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to learn perfect Swahili, Tanzania is the place.
0: Oh, I'm not looking for perfect Swahili. I'm just looking to be able to, <laughs> to, you know, get off the road if I'm in an accident or order something in a shop without having to, to start off with a great phrase and then that's all my Swahili. <laughs> and then <laughs> just end of out. thinking capacity. <laughs> exactly, just run out of steam. <laughs> so,
1: unfortunately, and fortunately, no matter how you see it, that's it from us. Now we want to hear from you. What have you said yes to? Have you said
0: yes to trying to learn a new language?
1: Did you move to a new country and did you dive headfirst into the local lingo?
0: Have you got a story to tell?
1: Tell us about it on our Instagram, at Podcast, Facebook the same and Twitter the same. So at Podcast, one word.
0: Yeah, and if you want to suggest something that you think the Yes Girls should do, be, or learn for a future episode, send us your ideas. And if you want to share your expertise, your business, or passion with us through one of our episodes, just get in touch with us. As Akumu said, it's at Yes Girls Podcast on all the main social media that you could possibly think of.
1: And we'll also share behind-the-scenes photos, videos of our experiences doing, being, and learning so that you can get to see a little of what we put ourselves through, all in the name of being the Yes Girls. All for your entertainment.
0: And education.
1: Yes, hopefully. Let's build
0: up that grey matter. (laughs) Exactly. So we
1: want to say F. Haristo to our producer, Dan Aseda, hosted by Sema Box at Baraza Media Labs. Fary's is Thank you, in case you are wondering.
0: <laughs> thank you for the translation.
1: <laughs> and we want to extend our gratitude to the great Daskalos Tag, who judged our pitch.
0: Dascalos, Duoling- teacher.
1: Yes, to Duolingo, the great app. <laughs> to Rosetta Stone, uh, also an app. To Greek Pod One Hundred and One, a podcast and YouTube uh, mm-hmm. channel. Yes. And to the many songs, films, YouTube videos we watched in our attempt to learn Greek. A mega thank you to our friends and family who support us in all our podcast-related projects. And finally, to you, the Yes Girls and Boys, who we also encourage to say nae, that's yes, in Greek. Believe it or not. That doesn't
0: make sense. <laughs> ne means yes. Exactly. It's but weird. that sounds like no. Yeah. No wonder we struggled with this. <laughs> Well we'll see you for our next episode. When will that be? Well, we'll be doing something or doing being or learning something new.
1: Okay, so that's it for the episode of The The Yes Yes Girls. Girls! Oh yeah.